Hello, you're listening to Common Ride with me. This week, we take a break from Common Rider Zero One to look at Kishiru Sentai Rue Soldier episodes one to three. Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Carbon Ride for Me, a podcast about stunt filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. Uh, so this week, how are you feeling, James? Uh, I'm a little stuffy, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time, guys. I caught a cold. It's flu season where I'm at, but still trying to stay alive. How about you, man? Uh, we caught about like nine inches of like snow, so we're not doing great out here either. Okay. No snow in Florida, but still cold is cold no matter where you're at. <laughs> um, so this week, uh, it's been nice. To have like a just slow week, just like not have much to really do. It's been like a nice gradual, just only working. Like I'm not doing any other projects this week. So I was like, I felt like I had so much free time. It was great. Only working. Like a mini vacation? Uh, yeah. Staycation? <laughs> yeah, more just like I have like spent like the past maybe a month or two like working on like some side projects. So it was nice to just have a week where there is nothing due. So I just kind of only had to put in like 40 hours. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, other than work, um, there is not really much uh, Karma Rider stuff going on this week. But uh, I did start picking up, like, some anime and some movies that I wanted to watch and uh, a video game that I've been putting off for a couple of weeks now. What have you been looking at this week? Uh, this week, I started watching uh, The Promised Neverland. It's an anime that came out, I think it came out in January. Uh, it follows three kids. They're in, like, this, uh, it's kind of like a orphanage scenario. And they're being overwatched by this lady and some dark stuff starts to happen over the course of the show. And it was oddly really, really entertaining. I think I have like three more episodes left, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I found it on the list for best anime of the year and I finally checked it out. And the OST is amazing. Every episode has a banger and like I definitely have to find this uh, on a playlist or maybe a disc somewhere to check it out. But uh, watching, I've been watching that. Uh, The new Watchmen series is really interesting. But uh, gaming wise, I hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, Watchmen is really, really good. Um, I had, I'm like halfway through episode four. I had to pause it to do the pod. But uh, other than that, uh, gaming-wise, I finally checked out the new Call of Duty that came out in October, and I've been hooked. But I haven't played the campaign yet, but the multiplayer is addicting. <laughs> How about you, James? What you been up to? I've um two main things. One, I've been um, like watching some more wrestling. with um. They just had the uh, full gear promo for AEW. That was just a like very solid like night of like wrestling. It was very heart wrenching. My girlfriend did not like how that title match went with all that blood, but <laughs> it was a very good like three hours of just like some very athletic <laughs> stuff going on. I may be mistaken, but was that the uh, the match or uh, the uh, branding between uh, they had a match when two guys are fighting on barbed wire? Is that AEW or is that something else? Uh, yeah, that is them. Um, oh, that was intense. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is crazy. How was their lights out match? Like they had like mouse traps. They had like a whole like trampoline that was just made of like barbed wire. At one point, somebody uh took out like a knife and cut the like canvas off the like ring and then pulled out the foams so that like just the wood was there. And then like just like power bomb somebody onto the wood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
That's insane. That kind of reminds me of the old Mick Foley days when they had like the Hell in the Cell matches. That's God is my witness. He broke him in half. <laughs> I love Mick 28 Foley. feet into the table. Just uh, <laughs> No, uh, yeah, because they don't do that anymore. But I guess for their pay-per-views for AEW, they do do that. Yeah, it definitely attracted a crowd that uh, has been, you know, waiting for something like that since uh, Hell in the Cell. No, they've been doing a great job. Uh, it was a very strong night of wrestling. But something else I've been looking at is um, Death Stranding. It finally came out. What do you know about this? Uh, I was following the trailers for like the entire time before it was released. And uh, the, the trailers look cinematic. It looked ambiguous as well. Nobody really knew what the hell was going on. Um, and they finally announced what the plot was for the game. And I read a little bit of reviews and I saw YouTube videos of, uh, you know, gameplay and stuff like that. And I decided I'm gonna wait for this one. I was going to buy it, uh, <laughs> when it came That's out, fair. but after everything I heard, I'm kind of like, ah, uh, I think I'll just wait. Have you played it yet? Uh, yeah, I want to play more, honestly. And I might like after we record, but no, it's a, such a weird game. Cause it's all about like encumbrance and like balance and like delivery. But also there's like a whole weird angle where like your body fluid is the only thing that can hurt ghosts. It's it's wild. Your body <laughs> fluid? Of, yeah. So like you can shower, use the toilet standing, like use the toilet sitting or like use your blood. And they all have different combat uses. <laughs> yeah. That's what? I didn't hear not, all that. All I heard was like you're like a delivery boy. You have to like go turn on all these devices and stuff like that. But uh, I didn't hear about the bodily bodily fluid part. Like, um, like there's a point in the game where it's like, oh, um, here's like anti ghost grenade number one, and here's anti ghost grenade number two. Pee more to get more of number one, and poop more to get like more of number two. And it's like, okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Have you done it part yet, or no? Yeah, I've done lots of peeing and like lots of pooping in my time so far. Like, I like, <laughs> want to spend some more time, but that's it's such a fun. weird little game. It's great. It's like watching like a movie like The Lighthouse, kind of. He said watching The Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, should I wait or should I buy it now? I mean, I am all for some weird experimental thing just to be part of the conversation and see what it is. But I don't think it's a good story or like game. But I think it's so much fun if like like know that going in that it's just like weird. Like it, it's this weird pile of systems. Like it's almost like with wrestling how like if you go in expecting to, it to be like super realistic, maybe wait. But like, if you're like, I want to see what the craft is here. Yeah. Like you want to watch it. Like almost like how I love watching um, the Tommy Wiseau movie, the room just to see all the ways it fails at being well-made. <laughs> and like, this isn't that kind of like parody, but it's definitely a weird thing for me. Like it's like enjoying like the traveling, like in the rain that is time just seeing like, what the world is it's maybe not fun like call of duty though no that's fun that's cool I, I would definitely check it out it sounds like a kojima hipster game like uh only like true fans would actually appreciate the artistic vision of the game so i mean it's not like a running gun or it's not like anything i've heard before so i'll definitely check it out when the time comes but i'll probably wait for it there's also a um one person in the game um has this condition where um he comes back to life when he dies so no his name is what's the name Die Hard Man. Die Hard Man? Yeah. <laughs> with all that artsy stuff going on, it could have came up with a better name than that. It's perfect. I love every bit of Die Hard weird man. like train wreck. Just uh and I'm like, um, it would take way too long, but on like polygon.com, like they made a um 
11 page Kojima name generator, which is like just you rolling dice and all this weird stuff being like, okay, like add man to your name. Mm-hmm. My name was something like um, Labrador Inkjet Man. And it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's great, though. I like that. Yeah, that's interesting. But no. Uh, um, so, James, what are we doing this week? That's slightly, that's slightly different from um, the norm for us. Uh, we're checking our new uh, Toku show. It's called Dino Dino Knight Sentai Ryu Soger. Yep. That's such um, a hard name to say. <laughs> it's um, Kishiru Sentai Ryu Soldier, which roughly translates to Night Dragon Squadron Ryu Soldier. So basically, Ryu stands for dragon, but in this case, dinosaur. It's a whole thing. But it's uh, there are knights and there's dinosaurs. So we haven't looked at Sentai before, so it's going to be like an interesting thing to talk off. But actually, let's do that after the break. Hey everyone, quick programming note. Later on, we say that for next time, we are watching episodes 10 11 of Kamen Rider Zero One. We're actually going to catch up to Kamen Rider Zero One, which means episodes 10, 11, and 12. And along with our mystery show, that is six episodes in total that we are going to cover in our conversations, if you want to watch along. Now, what's our mystery show? Listen to find out. And we are back. So yeah, um, this is our first look at Super Sentai. Though we both do have our past with Power Rangers, of course. Probably our first toku, except maybe like a Godzilla movie. I don't know. Yeah, that was like one of my first uh, experiences with toku. was definitely Power Rangers growing up. So um, Super Sentai is the Japanese show that's been running since like the mid 70s so like a good 15 20 years before power rangers um yeah like i think the show that's power rangers is like the 15th season that they adapted or like the um like their 15th season was mighty morphin that's wild <laughs> 15th season was mighty morphin power rangers yeah and there's like lots of like weird translation like things but um this is probably going to be a show that we'll see in like five years in the states yeah oh we always adopt the sentai versions of power rangers um <laughs> Every Power Rangers has been based off of a Sentai. We've skipped okay. some, though. Um, no, like, the White Ranger, like, Tommy in the original? Yeah. Well, him and the Zords from Season 2 are all from a different season than the first six Rangers and their Zords. Oh, uh, that's super weird. And uh, no one that got ninja powers? No. In, like, Power Rangers? Like, the third season had, like, ninja stuff? Oh, I thought you were referring to, like, the the original Sentai show. But yeah, when they got the power suits <coughs> or the, nin- the ninja suits. That was also a different season. Of Sentai. So they kind of fuse it in one. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's kind of a good idea. Yeah. So um, recently, things have been kind of tumultuous with Power Rangers. So um, I think this is actually... So the show that they're adapting right now is from 2012. They, like, skipped it originally. Mm -hmm. That's Power Rangers. So this show, who knows what will... So what's the current Power Rangers on Um, right now? That's Power Rangers Beast Morphers. Beast Morphers, okay. That's based off something Sentai Go Busters. Uh, which was kind of like the year that Sentai was trying to reinvent itself actually to be more like Kamen Rider. Okay. Um, but that was from 2012. They've adapted like the 2013 and the, the 2015 series already. So they like went back when Hasbro bought Power Rangers last year and they like decided let's try this one instead of one that might be more complicated. So they're like seven years behind the original source. Yeah, because they started to do like two seasons out of shows. Like if you ever saw like they did um, Super seasons i haven't really watched power just for a while so i'm not super up on everything but i think the past few years like they've been doing two years per sentai season yeah um 
but they've skipped a, like a few like there was a train one that they're probably going to keep skipped because trains aren't as popular in america and then there's but like chances are this one will be adapted in the next couple of years it's a pretty simple concept and the suits look good and we we like dinosaurs in our power rangers over here yeah i agree this this was enjoyable the first three episodes uh yeah um so like you liked it overall or like what were your feelings uh we're hopping into episode one or just overall the thoughts of three let's start overall then hop in episode one yeah overall uh i enjoyed it i mean uh it's not something that i'll probably follow up with but it was cool to like check up in or check in with it but uh definitely enjoyed the fighting in this uh series the fightings are really good animations are really good the plot not so much um the uh motives of the uh minasaurs was pretty interesting that it's uh uh, fueled off of uh, the negative emotions of humans. That was interesting. Uh, the characters are, I guess, likable for the most part. Um, I prefer the uh, the black. I wouldn't say is it a ranger. Should I say ranger or rosor? Ro- uh, they Sogar. still call them like rangers there. Okay, so the black and green rangers were my favorite, and they didn't appear until the third episode. But uh, yeah, so much uh, of the show is uh, watchable. Did you enjoy the first two episodes? Uh yes and no. Um, I think that um. In the larger Toku fandom, that people who watch Sentai get like a little bit of like they get some like crap for it because like what I've said before, and I think like what like I'll like maintain is that um, Sentai tends to skew like a little younger than Common Rider, which isn't a bad thing. Just um, that leads to them like to like get like some less respect, and and like I know that this season um, has been considered one of the least like seasons of the past few years that people have been kind of lukewarm on it mm-hmm. because they feel like the character work isn't great. Cause like they have like some pretty good, like costumes and fighting, honestly. So yeah. I definitely was like, ah, I'm not sure it's making some weird choices with story and character. Yeah. The Dino Knights were cool. Uh, the Minosaur uh, designs were, I mean, easy going, but you know, they're pretty good. But like you said, uh, I kind of thought the same way, which is why I wouldn't follow with it. It was like super kitty. Especially the the ending of the show, like the little dance dance and sing along. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I does it need to be that. this long? Like, what the hell? Uh, that's a Sentai tradition. Okay, uh, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's done a little bit more naturally, like a song or dance that matches better. But sometimes, it's just like, oh, isn't it sad that you don't feel loved and you get no views on YouTube? And now he let's dance. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> yeah, weird. That was kind of a weird transition. But no, um, let's actually jump into uh, that first episode that we watched. Let's do it. Uh, we start and we just see um, the like mantle of the of the like um, Rue soldiers has been um, transferred to this next generation. And uh, I like that. Like that's like a cool framing. Like we're like a secret village and now you're like this like next gen. That's all pretty like cool by me, honestly. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I just felt like it was like. The show kind of like jumped into everything. I felt like I was watching like the middle of a season or something. I'm like, whoa, it's too much to take in at one time. Um, and we in this episode, and I think only this episode, we see like their very meaningful um, Celtic flute that they like use like nine different times. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, like what happens is they get their powers. They hear that things might be happening that might make them have to defend their village. Um, and then that's when the monsters like come back from space and they like are now like these new heroes. Um, so what do you think of these characters? Um, there's Ko the Red Ranger, there's Melt the Blue Ranger, and there's Asuna the Pink Ranger. Uh, first impressions, I w- wasn't really impressed. Um, I felt like it was like a cliche character tropes. 
Um, no one really stood out, um, to be honest. Um, I was more interested in the Masters, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, yeah, the the first three Rangers weren't really impressive to me. How about you? Um, I like that the Masters got to transform with them. That was fun. Yeah, I did like that. Um, yeah, the Masters um, did seem pretty cool. And want to know actually like something um, interesting there of the Masters. What's that? Uh, so um, they are actually veteran Toku actors. Huh, and in three? this case, uh, yes. So um, you have probably seen at some point like one version of like Sailor Moon, right? Yes. Um, in the 2000s, there was a live action season of, of Sailor Moon. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And it was just like a toku show. Um, this happened once in a while where like they'll have like a live action like magical girl. Like it's um, this. There's been like a one for Cutie Honey. I'm sure there's been more. But that's all that comes to mind. Um, so the uh, uh, the pink master was Sailor Moon. Oh, how long ago was this? Uh, 2003. Like, if you search Pretty Guardian, like Sailor Moon, like, you'll see him. Okay, she didn't um, look too old. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, a weird thing of, like, they were in this show, like, 16 years ago. They were 19 or, like, 18 yeah. or 17. Um, the blue master was Tuxedo Mask. Oh, he was in it, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, the, uh, the red master was her other love interest that she drops after she like falls for a tuxedo mask oh nice i was thinking you're gonna like name off all the shows they've been in but they've all been in a sailor moon live action that's pretty cool they might have been in more but that's the thing that came up is that they're all from like a love triangle in sailor moon which that's fun yeah that's a fun little thing to do uh yeah i think this show definitely does a poor job in this episode and across what we've seen um establishing character and motivation and like backstory for these characters yeah, like um, whenever the stakes started happening, I really didn't care if anybody survived. And I saw the Masters dying uh, like a mile away. <laughs> I'm like, they're definitely not going to be here for long. But uh, whenever they, you know, sacrificed themselves for the students, I wasn't surprised at all. But yeah, the character development in episode one was sloppy to me, to be honest. Yeah, I can't tell you much about the main three. Um, and they, um, so I looked after this, the elder that they have, his name is just the elder on the wiki page, which says a lot to me. Okay, because I was like, they never said his name. He's just the elder, and he only shows up in episodes 1, 6, and 34. So, <laughs> okay. What the hell? They're really devoted to not doing anything with the fact that they come from a tribe. So, one more thing that didn't get established. How old do you think these characters are? Uh, guessing? Yeah. I would say... Early 20s. So they're all in their 200s. They're what? all like 209, 208. That never gets established while we're And they're still the training? <laughs> like their like tribe is like longevity or something. And like they're considered young. Like they're elves basically. And that never comes up. And where's the rest of the tribe at? We see some like shots of like people like congregating and reacting to news. But they don't really go into all they say is we used to coexist with dinosaurs. Now we hang out here. There's some of us that went to this other place and that's it. They never mentioned that they're elves or like their backstory or like why they could live so long. Did you have to do like a deep dive on this or did you kind of like pick it up watching the show? Uh, no, I just had to figure out what the show's plot was because we didn't even meet the bad guys really. Like most Sentai shows will be like, here's like on the moon, like their base and they're plotting and like, here's somebody saying, go down and like make some monsters. But we only see monsters being made but we don't see like the bad guys talking at all it's felt very weird yeah we saw the minosaur before like anything even really took took off <laughs> it's kind of like already walking around 
So yeah, um, we get some cool fights though. Yeah, I will admit that's that's the highlight of the show. Is the fighting is freaking awesome. I will say that. And like, I like to see um, two main things. One was um, we got to see people fighting um, like the monsters while they were like just themselves, like real like Attack on Titan stuff. Yeah, and uh, we got to see um, a very mobile like mech like. Yo, could run right i was shocked like it was like running fast as fuck and like dodging and things and like when it jumped off the mountain i was like wait a minute what the hell and then it gives like this flying knee kick with spikes on his knees which is pretty dope but that's like the most agile zord or whatever you want to call it i've ever seen in my life <laughs> which is fun that's really fun yeah there was that was cool um so like i don't watch sentai like i do common rider but I still like like to hear the news of um, what the next like show is going to be. Mm. And the feeling I got was that people were very disappointed that they were doing dinosaurs again. Yeah, I felt like that was already done when I was a kid. So it's kind of weird that they went back to it. Even though like I, I'm a huge fan of like dinosaurs and you know that that uh, time in, on Earth. But you know it's already been done so many times. Why do it again? This is the fourth dinosaur show, and the last one only happened like five years ago. Yeah, that's way too soon. Yeah. That's why I appreciate um, Zero One so much. Cause, like I haven't really seen a take on uh, Toku or Singtai with like character development like that, real life situations or real life real life scenarios, and you know just that whole idea of you know human gears threatening human life is really interesting to me. This, on the other hand, is not in depth at all. Yeah, and like it's a problem um, with Toku that I think Zero One actually avoids pretty well, but that. Sometimes they have slow starts or like they have to answer many masters of like, here's us showing off our like costumes and our like toys and our stuff Um, where like they can have some like slow or like weird starts. Like when you think about it, it's like we got a bunch of very young actors to sign on to do a year, sometimes more of TV and movies and like concerts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have like an early start where like we have to show off these five toys in the first episode and also teach these people how to act. <laughs> yeah. It can be hard sometimes. That is, that, I didn't think about it like that. That is a lot to do within the first uh, few episodes of the season. That's a lot to take on. So like, there's lots of people that'll like give like five or six episodes for like a show before they like make their thoughts known. But I've, from what I've heard, the writing and character is consistently pretty eh on the show, which is sad. Cause like sometimes like they are good. Just this seems like a pretty like boring show, which they're doing some great stunts, so like, I feel kind of bad for that. Yeah, I, I wish that uh, Zero One would do more, uh, I won't even say live action, but like real um, in-person stuff instead of so much CGI. I think that's one of the parts of the show that I'm disliking the most is like whenever uh, the Geigers showed up, if they would have had like a suit similar to what we saw in, you know, uh, Dino Knights, I would have appreciated it a lot more than just seeing a CGI fight. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, um... There have been some shows that have done that. I think that, like, that, like, breaking mammoth, like, Geiger fight, that's probably not going to happen too much. Okay. I like to, like, do that, but I doubt it happens more than, like, a handful of times in the whole show. It's probably going to stay, like, human sized for the most part. Um, what do you think about the tone? I felt the tone was really all over the place, and, like, they were, <coughs> we're doing, and, like, they also, like, mix some of their themes up a little bit. It's like, it went from, here's Western knights and dinosaurs to there's like a ton of spanish <laughs> yeah randomly in second episode and like like sometimes i like spanish stuff but just like stick to like your celtic or whatever you know 
Yeah, it was very off-putting. And uh, it was a lot of freaking catchphrases being thrown around like, Ryu so cool! Or then like, K-Boom! It was like a lot of that going on over like their audio. <laughs> so I was like, I don't really know yeah. what to do. And like, when they transform, the little chomping motion on their sword is so annoying. <laughs> it reminds me of like playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. You ever play that game? <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of something like that. I'm just like, do they have to do it so much? And then like, it's like constant. And anytime they change their like, uh, fighting style or using like something else is they have to do it so that, that's kind of annoying isn't it like, stuff no yeah um i wish their sword just kind of chomped once instead of like nine times that would be fun yeah you know me man i, I always announce that i'm a huge fan of swords and i'm like okay i've got some sword sword play on this one but the little chopping motions numerous times it's like so 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 i'm like can you stop? yeah <laughs> it just is annoying but like you said it's for kids and kids like you know saying things over and over like that i did like um the fight with uh the like two reds and the um like one like goldar like night guy like who killed like the like master red that was fun yeah tanko or something like that i did like his design as well yeah it was good it was cool it was pretty different like he had castles on his shoulders i thought that was pretty sick uh, we should transition to episode two but just one last note that continues is i couldn't help but notice they really like to just have like their red ranger do everything oh my god bro like when he <laughs> controlled the whole dino night <laughs> i i don't even remember the last time i seen that done in anything like first episode just straight up controlling the whole thing i'm like so whenever they do join forces with these other you know ryu sogers or rangers like does it really matter if he can control the whole thing himself <laughs> like at least in episode two we see him controlling like his personal like yeah Th- that's fine but it sucked that like the first time the group like zor came out a we don't see them separate but b he's just in it by himself that was wild <laughs> and they like oh okay actually one one more thing before we get to episode two they finish the episode and they're like there's no more danger and then that's when they all transform for the first time together <laughs> yeah and like do their roll call it's like what do you mean? They just had the Red Ranger do everything. The threat's gone. Why are you like right shooting off now? But no. Um. So for episode two, I definitely thought this had some cool stuff. Like I liked the whole um that fencer story, like where like he left his family and like the whole way like the monster was formed by like <coughs> some slime getting thrown in his mouth. Yeah, that was funny. Um. Yeah, episode two was more. Uh, I think they found their footing with episode two. There was a lot more exposition. The humor was better in episode two. Uh, like you said, the story about the fencer is pretty cool too, and it kind of showed how um, he kept saying uh, number one, and that was kind of like his goal to become number one. So I thought that was really interesting how uh, they kind of really showed us that um, you know the druid druidons druid uh, yeah, <laughs> where however you said um, kind of make these uh, minosaurs off of uh, the negative emotions of humans. I thought that was pretty interesting, and like to make like their like uh, their monsters from people and like the whole like slime thing. That didn't feel super Sentai. That felt like a little bit more like common Ridery to me. I'm like, I like that. I just wish that there was some more stuff around it. Like, so we didn't mention, but there's a YouTuber in this show. Oh, Yui. Who likes to pretend. Yeah, Yui, uh, who likes to pretend that she's in the Amazon and stuff, and she makes really bad videos and gets like no views. And I they just con- kind of meet her. Yeah, I was kind of confused when they like introduced her when she said she was in Amazon. So I had to rewind. I'm like, okay, so she's like one of those fake YouTubers trying to like get views to be like popular and stuff like that. And her dad calls her out. He's like, where are you at today? (laughs) 
you like the background let me say uh amazon so there's like no magic keeping you from the village she just gets to go there and hang out which seems weird yeah because uh cole popped in on her and said something to her and disappeared and i'm like is there like a barrier there or they really didn't explain anything kind of like had to figure it out herself yeah she like sneaks in later but also like one joke from episode one was when he was like holding the hammer to like erase like her memories yeah that was fun that was pretty funny but no um she just kind of they don't really have a lot of scenes together or really any any character interaction they're just suddenly best friends and living together yeah and they like care for each other a lot i'm like that kind of happened super fast like without even talking to each other yeah it's kind of like they just needed like a home base and it was like uh let's just make it this uh uh lab (laughs) where they meet up come up with our tribe of elves and our elder that knows about the history of like dinosaurs and these aliens just this random youtuber and her paleontologist dad yeah because i remember in episode one the whole temple like blew up so i guess that was their base and they're like all right we need to find a new spot i mean they still had their village yeah that's true i don't know just like they had i don't know why they had to go out in the world like that when they had like a whole tribe that they could like hang out with and have their base there instead of like this lab. I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of odd. Here we also had like s- some good fights. Like they had s- uh, like some trouble with the monster because it was a fencer. And um, one thing we haven't mentioned is that their goal is to find um, two missing knights that left the tribe years ago, which is like a cool quest. And I also like uh, this monster and the uh, grunts look really cool. Their whole like pawn, knight, shield, like spear thing, like. They seem pretty competent for yeah, like mooks. I thought so too. We get some more of like the mech fights, and what do you think of their mechs? They just have like a like red T Rex. Yeah, what's his name? Ty Ty Amigo. Tyran Amigo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just funny that he was sleeping in a zoo when they were like looking for him, and then like he was lost, and they're like, "I know how to find him." It was like social media. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, but um, I think they're okay. They're not really anything to like brag about, but uh, they're okay. I don't. I feel like um, they've done the Red T Rex so much. Yeah, it's like the same personality though. Yeah, this one seems like it's more vocal and it has its own conscience and stuff like that. But other than that, it's not really like anything to like be hyped about. Honestly, I was. What's up with the scale of the show? Because the T Rex went from like laying on a hill to being taller than skyscrapers. There's also a scene where they're fighting and like they're only like three stories tall, and I didn't know what the scale was for like how they were fighting or what they were doing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty weird too. And I think they were like out of their suits too, and it was like kind of like Cole's height. I don't know if that was episode yeah. two or three. I thought that was pretty weird too. But um, number one was freaking huge during that first fight when they're like by the skyscrapers, and uh, that seems pretty cool. I think there was the Blue Ranger that got knocked through the window, yeah, and that image was pretty cool. And I thought it was really interesting that they fought. The uh the Minosaur without their uh Dino Knights. I thought that was pretty interesting. Never really see that too often. Um episode three, they use like a shrinking soul to make the T-Rex like human size. But episode two, they're just like randomly changing sizes. That's like one of my pet peeves there to like not know. You gotta be consistent. I also this also comes back in episode three, but they were what are their powers? They have arms that can do stuff, but we never have it like defined or described. So, like, when he just, like, here's my stank soul. <laughs> when he said, this is my stank soul, I thought, like, it was going to be something else. But it was actually, like, a, it was like a fart. <laughs> yeah. That was really weird. But kids like farts, so maybe that's why they put that in there. 
it works just like um this is more a problem episode three but like we don't know what powers they have mm-hmm. so we can't like care how they solve a problem because like they kind of just like pull a solution to a problem out of their asses without us knowing like what they have at their disposal so we can't like know logically oh they have this power this power so that's like a like clever solution you know yeah that's a good point uh but no um we should probably move to episode three, which I think might be the best episode of the bunch. What do you think? Yeah, because my boy showed up. <laughs> yeah, like Toa and Bamba are much better. Yeah, they, they definitely characters. brought more light to the show. And uh, I thought it was cool that they were actually brothers. Been, yeah. Too. Um, Toa is the Green Ranger and Bamba is the Black Ranger. Uh, and they're both just kind of like, oh, you're so weak. We've been doing this forever uh, out here. Yeah, and they're like so doing? ready to kill Yui when she was like about to turn into a minosaur. They're like, oh, just kill her. One life versus millions. I'm like, damn. <laughs> uh, the like minosaurs um, are uh, made for people's negative emotions. So they grow as the person kind of fades. And if you kill the person before the minosaur like kills them, that kills that minosaur, which is a cool like conflict to have there. I don't know. Um, so she was mad about her YouTube not doing well. And she made like a Medusa Minosaur, which mm-hmm. like could like freeze people. That was fine. Uh, it was fine. Have you seen uh, Dr. Stone yet? It's an anime that came out this year. Uh, I keep meaning to. Uh, that and Promise Neverland actually were like two shows uh, that uh, this um, really great YouTuber, um, Super Eye Patch Wolf, keeps talking about. Um, like as like being like, they're like battle shows that aren't about combat. Like they aren't about like direct fighting yeah just like a really cool thing to, to think about yeah but uh the minosaur in this one kind of reminded me of what happened in dr stone <laughs> whenever it went up on the screen and like everybody turned into you know a petrified version of themselves that kind of like happened in dr stone so i don't know if they like got the idea from the anime or just did it on their own but i thought that was pretty pretty cool yeah i'm not sure um did you so this there's definitely some of the issues we have are magnified here like how they're just instantly friends with, with like Yui. Um, and I think definitely here where they're very upset and telling her that she's worth something and that she's special. And it's like, you've like met barely, like you had like two scenes together. What's going on? Yeah. I get the part when they like saved her from like committing suicide to like save everybody, but like caring for her, like that much felt kind of fast. <laughs> Maybe that could be the part when they started caring about her more, but it was already established in episode two, which kind of feels even more weird. And like they met in episode one, but between three episodes, like half their screen time is them talking about how close they are already. And like, it's, it seems weird that their like human friend, their one other like main cast member would be turned into like a minosaur so quick. Like you think yeah. that would like, be an issue later on. I thought that was pretty weird too. But uh, yeah, the writing in this show is, is very inconsistent. Yeah, um, we have that problem. Um, so they like cut up some street and then they reverse it back into street to cover like the Medusa's eyes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how are we supposed to know you had those powers? Why does it matter how you solve the problem if you just pulled out two powers we've never seen before? Yeah, they could probably they, at this point, they could do anything they want to do. They can make up any kind of powers. And I checked. They have like 46 different of those like different powers. I was like, what? 46 i'm gonna holy i'm not shit. lying wow I, yeah i'm done out there episode three i'm sorry guys. no i'm we might look at like some other sentai like yeah. one we actually got um like asked to look at was um gokaiger which was the um the pirate themed anniversary that is like supposed to be really good hmm. but 
um, that might come later. So I'm going to read out just these are just the auxiliary ones that give them special arms and like simple powers. There is power, stretch, heavy, fast, hard, here, stink, see, strength, shrink, glare, mist, float, reverse, answer, polish, smell, inflation, hiding, double, spin, sleep, dry, soft. <laughs> okay, next page. Piled, happiness, New Year's, love, toothpaste, rock, paper, scissors, and summer festival. So my question about that is, if this show is about like dinosaurs, why isn't any of their powers based off dinosaur powers? So I think these, that really doesn't make any sense to me. Like these powers are all like based off of dinosaurs. They befriended. And then when they died, they turned their souls into powers or whatever. And like later on, they get some that I think are like actually for like new mecha and stuff. So how are these based off dinosaurs? Like uh, what, like, what they can do? Let's see. Where's the stank soul? Like um, stank. What, what dinosaur would that be? All of them? Holds the spirit <laughs> of the Quetzalcoatlus. So basically it's just like when a dinosaur they were friends with died. They use their powers to power the stink. Oh, my God. yeah, it just it, it doesn't feel great. It feels like I would much rather than be like, oh, here's like my pterodactyl wing shield or something. Then I can stink. Yeah, no, um, maybe these make sense, but I would much rather it be like we have we each have three powers and they're different. And how are we going to solve this problem? Because I don't have this like power that can stop somebody faster than me. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, problem but solving when you have any solution you need and it's only tangentially related to being a dinosaur knight i don't see where the like tension is no um this was a very fun batch of shows um we liked the fighting and that like last fight was fun too it was the first fight that included all three of them (laughs) in the mech yeah and uh the green ranger's powers are pretty cool i think his was speed right Mm -hmm. yeah he is pretty cool and uh the black rangers like those are definitely the highlights of the show um, but yeah, the, other than the fighting, I, I really don't see much else to talk about with the show. But besides the fighting, that's like the biggest positive about the show. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to be too down because a um, I think Sentai um, sk- like skews kind of younger. This has been a season that people have been like that are fans have been pretty lukewarm on. And um, also, um, I know that um, starts of shows like this are notoriously weak. So I think like there's no like aspersions on Sentai. This just kind of didn't match what has been a very good like start of a show in like Zero One, for example. Yeah, compared to Zero Zero One, I kind of have like high standards for Toku shows now. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't know. Maybe Dino Night like Episode Six is like fire, and like <laughs> you know Six and Beyond is like really really good. But you know I really don't see myself going further than Episode Three, and that's pretty sad. But um, I'm pretty sure we'll be checking in on some other Sentai throughout this podcast. So maybe we'll see some hidden gems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, it, it's a wide and varied franchise. Um, one thing actually worth talking about um, is so past few years, Sentai has been in some trouble. Um, it's been having some mediocre toy sales and all right, but maybe not the best um, ratings. So there's some talk that next year's show might be the last show. Wow. Which is wild because it's been going since like 1975. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's everybody yeah. else gravi- gravitating to? Kamen Rider or what? Yeah, Kamen Rider. Um, there are some other shows like there's Ultraman. Um, there's lots of anime. Um, I think, worst case, though, they'd probably just like skip a few years and like get their stuff back on track. But to be going strong for like what, like 45 years and then just kind of stop, that's 
that would suck. Yeah, that's like the Simpsons just saying I'm done. <laughs> you know, but sometimes you just need a, like a hard reset to get back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I know that there have been some really strong shows. Just I'm more of a Kamen Rider fan. Um, and actually speaking of that, um, I had an idea for how we could uh, play with and see some more of the history of Kamen Rider. What do you think, James? What's your idea? So can you pull up on Google just a like dice roller? I see it. All right. Uh, roll for me a D20. I got a number four. Are you fucking kidding me, really? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. What's number uh, four? Shit. Oh, <laughs> this is great. As good or bad? Okay. It's good. Okay. So, um, oh, wow. <laughs> That's like the, I'm so excited now. Uh, <laughs> You're like, kind of like, pull up a dice roller. Uh, do a D20. So, what does it say? And I'm like, four. You're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you, like lit up when I said four. No. Um, so from 1999 or like maybe like 2000 to 2019 was the Heisei era of Kamen Rider. So we are watching the first of the new generation. That past generation spanned 20 years. Um, and you rolled number four, which is the fourth Kamen Rider show of the Heisei era, which is Kamen Rider Fies, which happens to be the first show I ever watched and my favorite Kamen Rider show. Oh, that's crazy. I get, to, I get to like pick your brain about what's going on. Oh, wow. That's um, awesome. And it's from, it's like from 2003. Uh, it maybe as it aged the best, but I, wow. Um, so I wrote down on this game um, the episodes we would be watching from each of these 20 shows to get like a feel for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that means that uh, next time uh, we're probably going to catch up on Cup Rider Zero One. And then we're also going to watch episodes one through three of Kamen Rider Fies. Oh, I'm so excited. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And just <laughs> worth noting, uh, Kamen Rider definitely changed drastically during those 20 years. Okay. So this is a very different show than Zero One. You want me to go in without any like spoilers or you want to like kind of prep me for what I'm about to experience? Oh, okay. Um, Kamen Rider Fies is um, a show about... There is a corporation like a Microsoft or like an Apple um, that is trying to guide human evolution and also lead technology. So it's kind of like an X-Men a little bit. <laughs> but like if um, if Magneto was like a businessman um, and it's just kind of um, it goes to themes that we've seen in Zero One where there is a major corporation and they have like their role in this. But this is much more. um Zero One's maybe the most positive portrayal of a gay the corporation there's been in a Kamen Rider ever, for example. Mm-hmm. But no, it's really hard to talk about. But it's got a much different focus. It's definitely much more of a drama. It's definitely uh, was maybe made for the parents of people watching it more than the kids. Oh, uh, yeah. It's such a weird show, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, I really don't know how I could tell you more without getting into it. but um so uh for next time um we are are going to look at episodes one through three of common writer fives and then episodes 10 and 11 of common writer zero one well i'll put you on a spot before we got here yeah um zero one first three episodes versus fives first three episodes <sighs> that's probably fives oh uh, whoa yeah that good huh they're very different oh zero stoked. yeah um so Here's me actually going to express. So I saw like a video on YouTube back in 2006, maybe like when I was in like middle school 
and um, it was like about like Kamen Rider stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna watch it, and I watched through Kamen Rider Fives in the next couple of weeks. Then I watched one called Kamen Rider Kabuto up to where it was uh, at, which is like the mid 30s, and then I watched a like another show, Kamen Rider Blade. So within the first six months, I watched like two and a half like Kamen Rider shows, and I love the early like those early Heisei shows, like those like mid 2000 shows. Uh, but like five just has a very special place in my heart. Honestly, there's part of me that's like, let's spend the next two episodes and look at the first eight episodes because episode eight is commonly called like one of the best episodes in Toku. What ever? Yeah, oh, man. Like, let's see how we feel. Honestly, yeah. After episodes one through three, but yeah, episode eight of Kamen Rider Five is commonly called one of the, if not like, it's in contention usually as like the top like five episodes of like Toku. Well, uh, we could let the listeners decide. Um, we could do the first three, do that, and then uh, you guys let us know if we should keep going to eight, because I definitely want to see one of the biggest episodes of, uh, you know, Toku. So let us know what you guys think for sure. Yeah, let us know. Um, we'll take questions, too. Uh, this is a very different version of Kamen Rider than you've seen, so I'm very excited to see what you think. Yeah, plus, you know, be, me being a newcomer, I need to get as much Kamen Rider in my system as I can. Mm-hmm, which is why we have this little game for when we have the free spots that was a good idea kudos to you man yeah and um in the future um uh, we do have plans for um a uh intro to ultraman and also um something coming up soon with um more indie toku like too and and i'd love to look at weird stuff like the live action like sailor moon like at some point as well there's lots to look at but no so james um what where can people find you when you're not talking about stunt filled shows full of horror and heroes <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at PopcornNet. And uh, yeah, free for to email, email me or DM me and let's get to talking. And I do want to apologize if I sound like shit because I definitely feel like shit. I'm uh, battling this cold right now from this cold weather. But uh, thank you guys for putting up with it. Where can they find you at? You can find me at um, at James Forge on Twitter. And you can find the podcast at Common Ride With Me and send questions to podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com and to a uh, be caught up there's commonridewithme.com which has every episode as, as, as it airs and if you want a shout out on the show please leave a review on itunes or use the hashtag common ride with me and um thanks to berserk for our theme song common rider love song we love it and we love to have it every episode and yeah thank you james thank you till next time yeah till next time Kaboom! <laughs> we so cool